welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit. And no matter the negative circumstances and conditions in the world, fret not, for all things and all conditions in this world are ever-changing, ephemeral. Instead, though, let us focus on and keep the faith in our own mighty I Am Presence, where it is our life stream, it is our everlasting strength and power, emanating from the eternal source of all life and the great central sun. And when we acknowledge and remain faithful to our mighty I Am Presence, believe it in your hearts that it will never fail to be more than faithful to us. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. And y'all be loved. The second book, called, Pemander. Pemander, take heed what thou sayest, for I, the mind, come unto men that are holy and good, pure and merciful, and that live piously and religiously, and my presence is a help unto them. And forthwith they know all things, and lovingly they supplicate and propitiate the Father, and blessing him, they give him thanks, and sing hymns unto him, being ordered and directed by filial affection and natural love. And before they give up their bodies to the death of them, they hate their senses, knowing their works and operations. Trismegistus, thou hast, O mind, most excellently taught me all things, as I desired, but tell me, moreover, after the return is made, what then? Pemander, first of all, in the resolution of the material body, the body itself is given up to alteration, and the form which it had becometh invisible, and the idle manners are permitted and left to the demon, and the senses of the body return into their fountains, being parts, and again made up into operations. And then being made naked of all the operations of harmony, it cometh to the eighth nature, having its proper power, and singeth praises to the Father with the things that are, and all they that are present rejoice, and congratulate the coming of it, and being made like to them with whom it converseth, it heareth also the powers that are above the eighth nature, singing praise to God in a certain voice that is peculiar to them. And then, in order, they return unto the Father, and themselves deliver themselves to the powers, and becoming powers they are in God. This is the good, and to them that know, to be desired. Furthermore, why sayest thou, what resteth, but that understanding all men thou become a guide, and way leader to them that are worthy, that the kind of humanity, or mankind, may be saved by God. When Pemander had thus said unto me, he was mingled among the powers. But I, giving thanks, and blessing the Father of all things, rose up, being enabled by him, and taught the nature of the nature of the whole, and having seen the greatest sight or spectacle. And I began to preach unto men, the beauty and fairness of piety and knowledge. O ye people, men, born and made of the earth, which have given yourselves over to drunkenness and sleep, and to the ignorance of God, be sober and cease your surfeit, whereunto you are allured and visited by brutish and unreasonable sleep. 
and they that heard me come willingly and with one accord, and then I said further. Why, O men of the offspring of earth, why have you delivered yourselves over unto death, having power to partake of immortality? Repent and change your minds, you that have together walked in error, and have been darkened in ignorance. Depart from that dark light, be partakers of immortality, and leave or forsake corruption. And some of them that heard me, mocking and scorning went away, and delivered themselves up to the way of death. But others casting themselves down before my feet, besought me that they might be taught, but I, causing them to rise up, became a guide of mankind, teaching them the reasons how, and by what means they may be saved. And I sowed in them the words of wisdom and nourished them with ambrosian water of immortality. And when it was evening and the brightness of the same began wholly to go down, I commanded them to go down, I commanded them to give thanks to God. And when they had finished their thanksgiving, everyone returned to his own lodging. But I wrote in myself the bounty and benevolence of Pemander, and being filled with what I most desired, I was exceedingly glad. For the sleep of the body was the sober watchfulness of the mind, and the shutting of my eyes the true sight, and my silence great with child and full of good, and the pronouncing of my words the blossoms and fruits of good things. And thus it came to pass or happened unto me, which I received from my mind, that is Pemander, the Lord of the Word, whereby I became inspired by God with the truth. For which cause, with my soul and whole strength, I give praise and blessing unto God the Father. Holy is God, the Father of all things. Holy is God, whose will, is performed and accomplished by his own powers. Holy is God, that determineth to be known, and is known by his own, or those that are his. Holy art thou, that by thy word has established all things. Holy art thou, of whom all nature is the image. Holy art thou, whom nature hath not formed. Holy art thou, that art stronger than all power. Holy art thou, that art stronger than all excellency. Holy art thou, that art better than all praise. Accept these reasonable sacrifices from a pure soul, and a heart that stretched out unto thee. O unspeakable, unutterable, to be praised with silence. I beseech thee, that I may never err from the knowledge of thee, look mercifully upon me, and enable me, and enlighten with this grace those that are in ignorance, the brothers of my kind, but thy sons. Therefore I believe thee, and bear witness, and go into the life and light. Blessed art thou, O Father, thy man would be sanctified with thee, as thou hast given him all power. The Divine Pimander, by Hermes Mercurius Trismegistus, translated by John Everard, 1650. Isis Unveiled, Chapter 15 Recapitulating the evidence contained in this work, if we begin with the archaic and unknown ages of the Hermetic Commander and come down to 1876, we find that one universal belief in magic has run through all these centuries. We have presented the ideas of Trismegistus in his dialogue with Asclepius, and without mentioning the thousand and one proofs of the prevalence of this belief in the first centuries of Christianity, to achieve our purpose we have but to quote from an ancient and a modern author. The first will be the great philosopher Porphyry, who several thousand years after the days of Hermes, remarks in relation to the prevailing skepticism of his century, the following. We need not be amazed in seeing the vulgar masses perceive in statues merely stone and wood. Thus, it is generally with those who, ignorant in letters, find not in styly covered with inscriptions but stone, and in written books not but the tissue of the papyrus. 
And 1,500 years later, we see Mr. Sergeant Cox, in stating the case of the shameful prosecution of a medium by just such a blind materialist, thus expressing his ideas. Whether the medium is guilty or guiltless, certain it is that the trial has had the unlooked-for effect of directing the attention of the whole public to the fact that the phenomena are asserted to exist, and by a great number of competent investigators, are declared to be true, and of the reality of which every person may, if he pleases, satisfy himself by actual inspection, thus sweeping away, thus and forever, the dark and debasing doctrines of the materialists. Still, in harmony with Porphyry and other theurgists, who affirmed the different natures of the manifesting spirits and the personal spirit or will of man, Mr. Sergeant Cox adds, without committing himself any further to a personal decision. True, there are differences of opinions, and perhaps ever will be, as to the sources of the power that is exhibited in these phenomena, but whether they are the product of the psychic force of the circle or, if spirits of the dead be the agents, as others say, or elemental spirits, whatever it may be, as asserted by a third party, this fact at least is established, that man is not wholly material, that the mechanism of man is moved and directed by some non-material, that is, some non-molecular structure, which possesses not merely intelligence, but can exercise also a force upon matter, that's something to which, for a lack of a better title, we have given the name of soul. These glad tidings have by this trial been borne to thousands and tens of thousands, whose happiness here, and hopes of a hereafter, have been blighted by the materialists, who have preached so persistently that soul was but a superstition, man but an automation, mind but a secretion, present existence purely animal, and the future, a blank. H.P. Blavatsky Truth alone, says Commander, is eternal and immutable. Truth is the first of blessings, but truth is not and cannot be on earth. It is possible that God sometimes gives a few men together with the faculty of comprehending divine things with that of rightly understanding truth, but nothing is true on earth, for everything has matter on it, clothed with a corporeal form subject to change, to alteration, to corruption, and to new combinations. Man is not the truth, for only that which has drawn its essence from itself, and remains itself, and unchangeable, is true. How can that which changes so as not to finally be recognized, be ever true? Truth, then, is that only which is immaterial and not enclosed within a corporeal envelope, that which is colorless and formless, exempt from change and alteration, that which is eternal. All of that which perishes is a lie, earth is but a dissolution and generation, every generation proceeds from a dissolution, the things of earth are but appearances and imitations of truth, they are what the picture is to reality. The things of earth are not truth. Death, for some persons, is an evil which strikes them with profound terror. This is ignorance. Death is the destruction of the body, the being in it, dies not. The material body loses its form, which is disintegrated in course of time, the senses which animated it return to their source and resume their functions, but they gradually lose their passions and their desires, and the spirit ascends to heaven to become harmony. In the first zone, it leaves behind itself the faculty of increasing and decreasing, in the second, the power of doing evil and the frauds of idleness, in the third, deceptions and concupiscence, in the fourth, insatiable ambition, in the fifth, arrogance, audacity, and temerity, in the sixth, all yearning after dishonest acquisitions, and in the seventh, untruthfulness. The spirit thus purified by the effect on him of the celestial harmonies, returns once more to its primitive state, strong of a merit and power self-acquired, and which belongs to it properly, 
and only then he begins to dwell with those that sing eternally their praises of the Father. Hitherto, he is placed among the powers, and as such has attained to the supreme blessing of knowledge. He is become a god. No, the things of earth are not the truth. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 When you understand how deep is the feeling of that sacred fire within your own life, and you begin to feel its power surge through you instantly at your command, you will begin to know that the mastery of life is the use of the sacred fire of eternal love. No matter what your problems are, the sacred fire of eternal love is your mastery over them. Be it individual, national, or worldwide, the sacred fire from our octave has got to come into yours, if conditions are to be corrected. And the only authority and power in the universe which can use that kind of force and produce the sacred fire in physical conditions is the immortal love of our octave, and the central sun. So go forward and use it, knowing it is all-powerful, and it can manifest in any activity of the sacred fire necessary, to purify the substance and the energy that has been contaminated by mankind's discord. As you understand the blessings that are yours from the secret love star, I trust we can come to you more frequently, come to you closer and clothe you with greater power of the sacred fire, to let your mighty I am presence and higher mental body of each life stream render the fullness of its service in assisting the mighty Saint Germain to cleanse the nation, and through the nation, cleanse the world, because if it is not cleansed by conscious command and in the call of the hearts of individuals, then the cosmic law must cleanse it in ways that compel purification. But the human creation causes the distress that is indescribable. When mankind throughout the ages have built the accumulation and the creation that, may I say, infest the world at this time, then surely you must know that the cosmic law does not indefinitely allow the atmosphere of earth to be saturated with destruction, with filth, and with desecration. Therefore, every call you make to draw the cosmic power of the secret love star's mighty flame of eternal love into physical conditions, is just that much raising, transmuting, purifying activity that goes on in you and your world, and then floods out to the nation and the earth. And in this way you can bring tremendous relief to many life streams, that otherwise would have to endure terrific suffering. You have the power to use this great mercy of life to reduce the suffering of mankind. And so I come to assist you, and to remind you of the sacred fire that is ever by your side for your use by conscious call. And it is the miracle love of eternity that will forever produce perfection at your command. Applause, audience rising. Thank you so much precious ones. Beloved Messenger Number 1 Now, for just a moment, if you care to hold this picture of a golden sun through which plays the pink and the violet flames, and you accept that you move in a sphere of its presence, then we can establish this about you if you make the call for its focus to be held about you from the secret love star. Then, as the power of that love and its sacred fire increases around you, there can come those of the angelic host which guard its accumulating power, until you feel the fullness of its victory answer you instantly at your command. We are ready to bring this in and about you as you make the call, and I ask you to feel, sometime each day, that you move in its presence, and it forever loves you and loves to set you free. And you in turn will love to use its sacred fire to set others free, as you feel your own freedom coming in the awareness of its presence. 
go forward and know that it is your invincible God victory manifest at your conscious call, to hold protection and take you forward to assist others as powerfully as possible, until the great cosmic law takes all in hand for the adjustment of that which love alone can bring. Thank you, and won't you be seated? May the glory of its sacred fire become visible about you. May the radiance of its blazing light take you forward to freedom, and may its everlasting love bring within you the great realization that, to set life free by the miracle of the sacred fire of eternal love is the supreme privilege of unascended beings, as they send that love to the mighty I am presence and the ascended host, for the freedom of all mankind, and the release of life everywhere in this world, from that which is not the love of eternity. Go forward and know, we ever stand ready to answer your every call with victory, which is yours forever. Thank you, and good night. Beloved Messenger Number 1